Okay, so Story Sunday, it's always a special Sunday. People come and share, and I hope, hope God has been working their lives, maybe share a big picture, maybe share just a little, little glimpse of their lives, I don't mind, I don't whatever Adam wants to share is absolutely fine. Um, we all have a story, okay, everybody has a story. Uh, God loves each one of us, God has plans and purposes for each one of us. Um, but it's always really amazing when somebody comes over and, and just is willing to, to share with us. So really thank you, Adam, for doing that. I won't give any more introductions, I'll just let you share whatever you want to share. Is that okay? <coughs> yeah. You're good with that, okay? So I'll just pray for you before you start, is that alright? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you Lord God, I just thank you so much, Adam. I thank you for his willingness to come and share today. And I just pray that he'd be very aware um, of you near him and yeah, speaking through him. Let's help him to know your peace as he, as he speaks to the group today, Lord. And help us to be receptive, help us to hear um, yeah, what wonderful things you've been doing in his life. We ask it in Jesus' name. Thank you. Uh, how's everyone doing today? Uh, first, before I start, let me just say, I know I have a different accent than you guys, so if I get a little lazy with my speaking and you don't understand something that I say, just feel free to ask me to repeat it. I promise I won't be offended. Okay? Okay, so, um, thank you for you giving me you guys the time. Thanks, Diane, for allowing me to come and speak with you guys. Um, any chance that I get to talk about Christ and, and be around other believers, it's not something that I'm going to pass up. So it's, uh, I'm definitely grateful for this opportunity. And um, sharing a bit of my story and myself, I read in the email, Diane said that uh, maybe I could speak with you guys about what it was like growing up being a Christian in America. And um, that's not something that I can do. I, I didn't grow up as a Christian. Right? But I did grow up in America, and I, I will share what that was like from my experience with you guys and um, kind of try to give you guys a brief story about how I got to be here before you guys today. So um, I grew up, I was born in New York City. I lived there for about seven years, so I was seven years old. And then uh, me and my family, we moved to Memphis, Tennessee. I don't know how you guys, um, American geography is, but that's about 20 hours south. So it was a big move from New York City to Memphis, Tennessee. And um, shortly after we got there, Memphis is a, is a, it's a pretty rough city, probably one of the rougher cities in America. And um, we were living in one of the rougher areas of Memphis. So shortly after we got there, when I was about eight years old, my oldest brother, he was killed. I know that's a big jump, right? Dramatic jump. But my oldest brother, he was killed shortly after we got there. He was um, part of a gang. Uh, we don't know exactly what happened to this day and um, like the exact events of how he was killed, but he was killed. And, um, yeah, so that was, that was something that, was, that, that, that took a toll on me early as far as in where my life would go from, from that point forward. Um, I knew I didn't want to be a part of no street life. That wasn't something that I wanted to be a part of because I saw what happened to him. And I knew that wasn't something I wanted to be a part of, but I had to do something with my time. And um, in Memphis, probably like around here, football is big. In Memphis, basketball is a big thing. And I saw that that was something that a lot of the cool kids did, so I was like, yeah, I want to play basketball. So I decided that that's what I was going to do. I was going to be a basketball player. And thankfully, I was blessed with a gift to be able to play, and I've been pretty good at it. So. Um, I don't want to take too long with this, so we're going to 
fast forward a little bit. I played basketball. That was pretty much who I was. That was my identity. Um, that was that was what I took refuge in. I had a lot of things going on. My brother was killed. A lot of I dealt with a lot of deaths in my family, and um, that was what I took refuge in. Everything, every problem that I had, I put it in the basketball. So I kind of just lost myself in that, and that was who I was. And um, fortunately. I was able to, to, to be good enough to receive a full scholarship and go and play at a university in America, at a Division I university. That's a big deal in America. And, um, I went to school for free. I'm sure you guys know that that's a good thing to be able to go to school and your parents not have to pay for it. So that was a good deal. So from a worldly perspective, everything in my life was, was looking good. If you used to look at my life, you would think that I was doing good. Um, I, was, I had nice things. I was playing basketball at a high level. Um, a lot of pretty, you go to school with a lot of pretty girls. Uh, everything was just looking good. So, um, but inside, I definitely felt empty and I felt, I didn't really know what my purpose was. I knew that I was good at basketball and that was something that I would do, but I didn't feel like that was my purpose. I felt like that was a medium for me to fulfill my purpose, but I didn't know what my purpose was. And I don't know if any of you guys are going through that right now of just feeling like you don't really know what your purpose is. That's a tough, tough feeling to have. And um, while I was at school, for about those four years, I dealt with that internally as far as in dealing with, like, what, what is my actual purpose and, and, and who am I? You know, and I think I had a lot of stuff that I was dealing with and I always had to put on the front for people and, and make it seem like everything was good, but Deep down, I really, I really felt empty, and I really needed some to, to, to put this somewhere to put this burden that I had. So I think I put it in a lot of different places. I tried putting it in basketball. I tried putting it in um, clothes and fashion and, and, and things like that. Um, I probably tried putting it in females. Just a lot of different ways to try to try to take that burden and, and put it. And I was, and I was, in a sense, I was, I was lost. And um, that went on for the four years while I was at my university. Nobody probably would have knew that, but because I was doing a good job of acting like nothing was wrong. But that was going on the whole time. And at the end of my senior year, I hurt myself. I tore my ACL. Anybody in here know what that is or heard of it? It's a pretty serious, I hope you don't never have to experience it, but um, it's a pretty serious injury. So especially for a basketball player. So I had to have surgery. I couldn't walk for like three months. I couldn't run for another like four months. So for the first time, I was forced to be still. And, it, and when it happened, it was like the worst thing in the world because I couldn't play basketball no more. And I just fast forwarded that long time. But since I was about seven years old until 21, I had never hurt myself. I was playing basketball every day. That was my identity. That was all I had in a sense. That's all I thought I had. So. I hurt myself and I was forced to be still, literally physically still, like I was laid up in a bed with my leg up and I couldn't do anything. And during those times, it really got hard. So all those internal battles I was having, I couldn't run from them no more. I couldn't go play basketball. I couldn't go hang out with these people. Or I couldn't do these things that I was trying to place those problems in. So I was at a real low point and um, I was at a real low point. I remember just just being mad at God. I felt like I was playing I was playing the best basketball I had been playing in my whole life. 
and things was looking good. And I remember being mad at God, just asking, like, you know, like, why would this happen to me? You know, and I remember answering myself and saying, all of the good things that ever happened to me, I never, I never really gave God any credit. But when something bad happened, that was the first person I wanted to blame. And I don't know if that's happened with any of you guys, but for me, that was definitely something I did. And I remember looking at myself thinking like, that can't be right. So I started to um, look at all the good things that he had done for me. And, um, and I, I just felt terrible, man. But even after that, I, I, I didn't want to humble myself and, and, and go to him and, and build that relationship. So um, for about another three months, I was, I was probably just for lack of a better word, I was depressed. I think I've been trying not to say that word, but I was depressed, man. I was, uh, I couldn't play basketball, so I really had lost my identity or what I thought to be my identity. So um, I remember sitting in my room one day and I, I just ain't had nowhere to look no more. I was tired of running, I needed some answers. And I just was like, man, you know what? I ain't gonna run no more. And I started to pray. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And for the first time I felt like I actually prayed seriously, prayed and um but I wasn't I wasn't fulfilled though. I still needed to, to, to I still needed to be spiritually fed some more and I just I just remember thinking like man I need I need to go read. I need to read the Bible. Now keep in mind I grew up just like you guys. I went to church. When I say I didn't grow up as a Christian, it wasn't that I didn't go to church. I didn't I wasn't around people who who um study the Bible and things like that. It's, I just never had a personal relationship with God. So uh, I knew what the Bible was. I knew that that was a way that I could go and get some of the answers that I needed. So I remember going downstairs, it was about three in the morning. I woke my mom up. And I should have known Jesus was, was, was real then because I woke my mom up at three in the morning and she, was, she didn't get mad at me. I woke up at three in the morning like, Mom, I need a Bible. And she was like, what? She was in a fog. She was like, what? I was like, yeah, I need a Bible. So she got up. She went and got me the Bible. She didn't ask any questions. She just got me the Bible, got back in bed. And um, I remember going upstairs, and I was like, so where do I start? I wasn't going to start in Genesis. I had read Genesis before. That wasn't something that I wanted to read. I felt like that would have made me fall asleep, and I would have lost all my progress. So I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to go to one of the Gospels. I knew the Gospels would they talked about Jesus and their life and his life, and um, and that was where I could go to find out about who Jesus was. So I opened up Matthew, and I read, and it felt like about 20 minutes. But it, when I looked at my phone, it was about six o'clock. So I had read for about two, two and a half, three hours, and I was just, I was in like a trance while I was reading, man. And I, and I started to finally get some answers and started to finally feel like I knew what to do with this burden that I had. This burden and not really feeling like I had a purpose in this life. Because I know my purpose isn't to just play basketball. That can be what it is. So, um, if you guys can remember, I don't know if we had, did we have a Bible in here? They usually bring a box, but I think it's because... Man, don't have no Bible. They usually have a box but I think because it's snow, they have a No, 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 I don't need, I just I was just gonna get someone to read it. It's cool though. It's Matthew Matthew verse 
Matthew chapter 11, verses 27 through 30. So if you guys can remember that, and you read at any point this week or at any time, try to remember and go and read that. And uh, I'll summarize so I don't mess up any, any scripture, but um, it, was, it was Jesus and he was, talking, he was talking to the people and he said, for those of you who are tired and carry heavy burdens, give your burdens to me. Allow me to teach you. Allow me to teach you. Somebody find something. Matthew 11, verse 27 through 30. Whoever finds it first, that's who got to read it. It's really, it's really our only option, man. It's, it's our only 
It's the only way that you can have something that doesn't change. Because Christ isn't someone who's changed. And, and, and that what he just read when he said that the burden that he gives us is light and he would take our heavy burden. From my perspective, I can only say that he's kept his word. Since that night where I decided to give my life to Christ and I decided that I wasn't going to try to carry the burden no more because obviously I wasn't doing a good job of it if I was at this point of depression. Um, he's kept his word. Even when I haven't kept mine and he's been faithful when I haven't been faithful, and he hasn't changed one bit since since that day. So any burden that you have, anything that might come along, or something that you're dealing with right now, I know at the age you guys are right now, for me, I don't know how it is living in England at this age, but for me, I know this is an age where the world can have a big impression on you and it can make you feel like you have to be a certain way and you have to be cool and you have to do the things that other people at school do and all these type of things. And it, and it kind of puts a lot of pressure on you at a young age to, to be a certain way and that could be hard. And um, that could be a burden. Or another burden could be like with me, some of you might not know what it is you're good at or what it is you're gonna be doing. And you might be thinking about that already or you might just like riding your scooter or whatever it is you like to do. And you might just be free and you're not thinking about any of that. But at some point, there will be a burden, more than one burden, and you, you're gonna need a burden bearer, someone who's gonna carry their burden for you. For me, it, it, the, only, the only person that, that's been able to carry it and been able to truly free me from it has been Christ. And um, that's something that I'm eternally grateful for. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm grateful for that and I'm grateful for you guys' time, allowing me to share my story with you guys and Diane for allowing me to come and speak with you. Thank you. I think it's a it's a um a constant process. So as far as in changes in character, um, I definitely can tell you that my thought process changed. The things that I spend my time thinking about, and the um also so the biggest thing would probably be the way I think about other people before I think about myself. Now, um, I think before I I never really thought about anybody else unless it was in a in a in a way gonna affect me. You feel what I'm saying? So I wouldn't have thought about you unless it was some way that you would have affected me. So I don't really want to help you unless you're someone who, in turn, is going to be able to help me. And I don't think it was something that I tried to be so... I wasn't making an effort to be selfish, but I think naturally we, we're selfish people. Naturally, we're sinful people. So I think those things just come naturally and, um, and, and building a relationship with Christ and starting to have a renewed mind, a renewed heart, and a transformed heart. Um, that was one of the big things for me was um, just thinking about other people before I think about myself and, and, and um, truly caring for other people. I, I don't think I ever truly cared for people that didn't have anything to do with me until then. But now, like you said, I was just talking to, um, I don't know if Brandon was in the car, but we was at the football game, Bristol City game, and we was freezing. It was freezing yesterday, and um, we got in the car, and the first thing I said was like, man, some people don't have nowhere to go. Like, this is where they're sleeping. 
and we was just out there for like 45 minutes freezing, and that's where they sleep at. So just truly caring for other people that I don't know at all, things like that. And um, I think just having a better sense of direction and a better, better place, knowing, knowing what to do and knowing where I could go. Because I never, I never, like I said, I never had that relationship with, with God, and I never, I always felt like I had to be, I need to be living a certain way before I could go to him. You know, so I wasn't good enough to be trying to go to him and ask for any answers or ask him for anything because I know I'm not living the right way or things like that. I felt like I was too broken to, to really try to build that relationship. But um, now I definitely feel like he's blessed me with the wisdom to know that a lot of the stuff that I was thinking was false. And um, yeah, I thought it was going forever as far as in, um, the transformation that you start to see in yourself. But I also, I, do, I definitely think that it's not... Um, something that's just complete the moment, you know what I'm saying, the moment that you that you make that decision, I think it's a uh, it's a process. And um, I can see it. Reaction towards your friends, seeing a difference in you and you becoming a Christian, did that make others behave differently towards you? Did you did you lose friends because of that decision? Uh, I wouldn't say I lost any friends. I think for the most part I was pretty good at I wouldn't say that. I mean I said I wasn't good at choosing my friends. I was good at choosing the people that I was close to as far as in them being people that really cared about me and things like that. So for me, I don't think all of my friends choose to try to live the way that I try to live, but they were all accepting. I didn't really deal with any like backlash or anything like that. And uh, for my, my mom and people that's really close to me, uh, it's just been motivating for them. My mom, she started to come to church with me back home. And, um, she started to study more and things like that, so it's just been been a motivation for her. Cause I think sometimes uh, we get nearsighted, so we deal with so many things on a day to day basis that we um, that we can kind of lose track of uh, really making sure we humble ourselves before God and build that relationship. Cause we're trying to deal with so many different things, and um, yeah, for her, I think that was a big. That was what, a lot of what she had going, because she has a lot of things on her plate. But to see her son, someone who she knows, start to change right in front of her, that was a big motivation for her. So in my experience, I haven't really, man, I, I, I'm sure I've dealt with people acting differently towards me, but it's not something that I worry about too often. I never really struggled with that before. I don't really care what people think. Not in a way where it affects me too much. And if any of you guys have any questions at a later date, you can get my number. I'll be around, and you can just hit me up anytime. So I know sometimes people don't want to ask questions in front of their peers and stuff. Not that any of you would be that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have another question. Um, thanks for coming and telling the story today. No it's problem. It's really good to hear. Um, can you bring the story up today? Because you're here now. And how did you come to be here? And, uh, oh, I did. I, I was trying to make sure I didn't talk too long, so I kind of left out stuff that I planned <laughs> on talking about. But um, I planned on telling, leading up to how I got here today, so I'm glad you asked me that. Um, Basketball-wise, I played professional basketball, so I, essentially I came out here for a job. So I came out here to play basketball for the Bristol Flyers. Um, specifically how I got to be here at this church, in this room with you guys today. My, uh, my sister in Christ, Miriam, I met her at the game, and um, she just came to me and she was talking to me. I guess she had seen something on Instagram, so we started to uh, 
talk about church and I asked her um, what church she went to. She said she this, she had a church family, a church that she was going to, and I told her I would go. I don't know if she thought I was serious, but I've been coming since then. So yeah, so I've been I've been I've been coming since then. I was I was looking for somewhere to go and I didn't want to just start randomly popping up at places. That's just not really my personality. But you know, I think I think, you know, God knows our needs and I definitely needed somewhere to go and like I said, a chance to be around other believers and people who um trying to move in the same direction as me. I think we spend a lot of time with people that's moving the opposite direction of, uh, as us, so it, it's 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 something that we need as far as in church. I don't think that church is um, and it's probably a, a deeper conversation. I don't think that church is like our salvation or anything like that. I think that that's something separate. But I think church is essential as far as in having somewhere to go and be around other believers and, and worship and be in fellowship with other people. So Miriam was how I got here. She um. She invited me, and I've been coming since then. Oh, wow. So that's yeah. a good encouragement, isn't it, guys? To invite people, <laughs> to stand, mm-hmm. you know, be, have the courage to step out and to share. It's such an amazing job to share, and such an amazing job to introduce people to. Uh, sometimes it's just taking an invitation, and even if they say no, they might think about that, and you know, another time they may respond to it. So have the courage, have that courage. Thank you. Thank you. I think we can get the donuts. And we can have donuts. And we can just um, maybe yeah, have, discuss what we've been hearing. Yeah? And um, maybe there's an opportunity to speak without a donut. Yes. Do you also in the. Yeah, I've heard it. Did you come across from